All right, we are back again with another movie for you for your movie nights. Uh, Rodney, speaking of that, we watch we watch we watch a lot of movies. I think uh, this past week was was finally the time that I watched more movies in a week than you did. Why? How many movies did you watch? Uh, probably total about six. Okay, there you go. Putting in work, man. Well, the two movies I watched recently, and I know you were there watching them too, were movies that both randomly had Daniel Radcliffe in it. So like you know, two nights in a Harry row. Harry Potter. But what's worse Harry than that po- uh. is that two nights. So I, I couldn't even name you three movies that he's in that aren't the Harry Potter movies. Watched two movies in a row that had him in it. Two nights in a row. Both Two nights in a row. And both movies had scenes where... I saw his butt. His bare butt. I saw his prisoner of Azkaban. Even his his like he's like his like the hairy innards almost. I was you thinking know? like, what are the odds? Why am I seeing Daniel Rad- Radcliffe's butt two nights in a row? Like, do you think that means that him as an actor like that he probably likes his butt? I I don't know. Do you I think that think I mean? He thinks that's like a marketable side of him. Like I I don't know. Wouldn't you like? I wonder. Like I wonder if he goes into movies like guys. You know, for the record. I don't want to do nudity, but I can do my butt. All right. In fact, I prefer it. Yeah. If there's a scene, any way that you can work it in. It just helps me get into character. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed, it seemed odd too, that we watched. Now, one of the movies, in my opinion, was really good. One of the movies was borderline a joke. And we're going to leave it at that because I think both movies will come up again in this, in this podcast, whether that be movie to avoid or a movie recommendation. So we'll, we'll, we'll come back. We'll circle back. But I just wanted to say we put in work to do this show. Part of it is watching. A lot of it is watching movies. I never thought that two nights in a row, I'd be seeing Daniel Radcliffe's butt. Harry Potter's pot. Yikes. So Chet, here we are watching movies, saving people time because the average person spends 115 hours just searching for a movie to watch. And we're taking that out of their hands. We're saying, Mm. This is the movie to watch. Don't mm-hmm. even bother searching. Just put this one on. Chet, what would you do with 115 hours? Well, Rodney, I have a new and exciting answer for you that's going to double as a new and exciting announcement for the listeners. Holy smokes. So you and the listeners have heard us reference our friend Movie Rob. Movie Rob. Many times over. He's you know commented on our, our topics. He's recommended movies to us. Yep. Um, in fact, we did a movie episode based on one of his recommendations. Absolutely. That was Dear Zachary. Yep. Well, also, we found out that Movie Rob has his own, uh, writes his own reviews for movies. He has a, a blog site where he will write proper movie reviews. Now, Rodney and I, we, d- we don't review movies. We recommend movies. You don't want to hear what Rodney and I have to say in depth about movies. That's, that's not why you tune in. We're here to save you time. But Movie Rob who knows movies really, really well. I mean, it's his first name. It is. He was literally his it. name is movie yeah. is movie. Movie yes. Rob. He writes proper reviews for movies and he has agreed to become the movie reviewer for down the hall podcast. That's, that's incredible. So my answer to you, what would I do with an extra 115 hours is every week after listening to this episode, I would then go to our website, downhallpodcast.com, 
where we will see Movie Rob's proper review of the movie of each week. And to be clear, this isn't Rob, our, another fan of ours, Rob in Colorado. Colorado. Who, Colorado Rob. Colorado Rob. I call him Pistol. So Pistol, Pistol Rob. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not him Rob. who gives me a hard time frequently about the show. Yeah, he does. He he brings a different element of support to us, but... A different element of support to you, maybe. I think so. So, you know, Colorado Rob, go kick rocks <laughs> or go climb rocks, I guess. You're in Colorado. That's what you do out there. It's not Movie Rob. Movie Rob's the one that's helping the show. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, the community of people who are helping Take Back Movie Night continues to grow. We're really grateful for the other podcasts we've interacted with. Uh, we've done guest spots on Zeng This, Checked Out in Jersey you know, Craig from take two podcast. These are, these are, it's a group of people who are just kind of taking on this initiative to take back movie night. Um, and of course, movie, Rob Lyndon, who's frequently on the show are kind of like joining the team and it's really cool. Yeah. Agreed. So Rodney, what's our movie of the week this week? So our movie of the week this week is the movie called the one I love, the one I love an Amazon prime find. I'm ready to talk about it. Well, I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course, it's down the hall. Because I'm psyched. And here we go. All right, so the one I love, it is a short one. It's an hour and 31 minutes. And like we said, it is an Amazon Prime find. So if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, which we highly recommend, there's a whole bunch of movies there to pick from. And this is certainly worth your movie night. Uh, It's a drama fantasy sci-fi. Yeah, I agree. It's but, all of those but things. When you look at it, you think like maybe rom-com, maybe? Like just the, the cover yeah. alone? Yeah. Yeah. So it has uh, Mark Duplass, Elizabeth Moss, and Ted Danson. Mark Duplass is one of the main characters from the show The League. And Elizabeth Moss is really well known for both Mad Men and right now, is it The Handmaid's Handmaid's Tale? Handmaiden's Tale. I believe it it's is? a Hulu, which is the one of those subscriptions I don't have. So, But I've been told literally by everyone, you've got to see that. And the director is Charlie McDowell. Now, Rodney, this one's going to be hard to describe, so you have a hard task ahead of you. We just rewatched the trailer, and the trailer gives you absolutely nothing. Do your best to tell people why this is a movie night pick without spoiling anything. Okay, so yeah, this is a spoiler-heavy movie. So this is one of those movies that, you know, if you've seen it, you're going to want to tune in because, you know, there's going to be certainly more after the spoiler section. Um, But basically, this movie is a couple who goes to therapy and they get a recommended therapy uh, or, you know... uh, a prescription, if you will, uh, which is to take this vacation weekend um, at this lovely home, and they each get instructions that they can go into this house separately. You know, so like picture you're at this like cottage, and you're there with your significant other. You're there for therapy, so your relationship is not necessarily going great. And the the what you're told is one of you goes in the house. The other one stays outside the house and then... Then you switch. You can come out and then the other one goes in and then they're kind of reporting to each other what's happening. The only thing I can say comfortably without spoiling anything is that very quickly the sense of the movie is something isn't right. You no longer trust that each of the main characters are seeing things as they really are. Yeah. You no longer trust that they even are being honest with each other. Yeah. And... But all the while you're seeing things through their eyes. You don't have any further information that they don't. Correct. And so that's, 
it's so trippy. Yes. It's, it's a psychological yep. mystery. Not a thriller, but just kind of messing with your mind. Yeah. Throughout the whole thing. And once you begin to get a sense for what's going on, it raises way more questions. And so, uh, you know, the the other thing that I'll say is, you know, this was originally recommended to me years ago um, by friends who said who basically said a lot of the same thing. Like, it's a great movie. It's kind of weird, but you have to go see it. They know and the people who recommended to me are not sci fi type movie people. And I'm not really either. Um, That would be a turnoff to me. But there is a reason that 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 categorization applies to this movie to some degree. Um, But if you're saying like, oh, I'm not usually a sci-fi person, throw it out the window because that's, you know, this isn't like Aliens. Um, I mean, you're right. It's not like Aliens. And also, I know if you're trying to track with what Rodney and I are saying, it's hard. We, We can't give you much. But I will say once you dive into the movie, there's nothing about the movie that's hard to keep up with. Right. It's not one that's like so convoluted that you leave not knowing what just happened. It's easy to track with once you get started, but you're still searching for answers throughout you're, the movie. Or you're still trying and to figure out like wait, what's happening in this world? The way it ends is is also pretty trippy, but again, it's not one where you're like I don't get what just happened. Like it's easy to understand, it's just more of like what is happening? Yes. Like, I know that sounds contradictory, but there are movies like this that I think just for the sake of being confusing, want to be confusing. And you leave saying, like, I don't know if I'm supposed to think that was good or not because there was nothing that I could track with. Yeah. This, on the other hand, is one that you can track with. It's oh, just yeah. intentionally misleading. Yeah. This isn't like a something so weird happens and then you're supposed to, like, interpret your own ending and then also feel some sort of obligation to say, like, oh, it must have been great because I didn't understand it. No, no, no. That's not what this is at all. Um and it also does have an ending that you're going to want to go find a friend. And if they didn't watch it with you, say, go watch the movie because I want to talk about the ending with you. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. All right. So um, in terms of IMDb, uh, we have what chat, what did you give it? Uh, I gave it a seven, but I, I do think it's, I got to qualify that because you can't give uh seven point whatever on, on IMDb. It has to be whole numbers. So I do think it's a high seven. Which, which, that's my cutoff for whether or not I'm recommending a movie. If it's if it's a seven or above, it's one that I'll recommend to anybody. Yeah. So for me, it was an eight. Um, it was an eight because I think it, it caught me off guard to a certain degree. Even though I did have friends say go and say you have to go watch this, you're gonna love it. Um, it caught me off guard because the style of movies. It, I don't know that I've seen a lot of movies that are like. I know nope. that it was from the same people that. It, it, they say it's from the same people who brought you Safety Not Guaranteed, which is another great movie. That's a pretty trippy uh, one, too. Um, that has the same feel. So outside of something like that, I don't know what else I would liken it to. Um, on Netflix, I mean, sorry, on IMDb right now, it has a 7.1. Okay. Uh, so it is uh, pretty highly scored yep. on um, IMDb as well, yep. uh, especially for the type of movie that it is. Um, so that's kind of the fan reviews. Well, why don't we transition into the pro reviews? Hate, 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 double hate, lows entirely. I like you a lot. All right, man. So what I think we like to start with now is the Rotten Tomatoes score, um, because I think that gives a really accurate backdrop to how many best and worst reviews there actually are. So the Rotten Tomatoes score was an 80%. So, okay. um, you know, I don't think that we ever look at Rotten Tomatoes to rule a movie in or out. You know, I think we watch a movie, we want to recommend it. But I think 
knowing that it had a high Rotten Tomato score always is at least some probably pat on the back or sense of confidence that I even think 80s high oh no it is yeah. yeah yeah and that's what i was trying to say is that um again 80 for a movie that has a 7.1 on imdb yours was a seven mine was an eight you know it's not the highest movie that we've ever talked about but at the same time mm-hmm. you know even critics agree hey this is a this is a really worthwhile movie so the worst review came from the new york observer uh it says the one i love Charlie McDowell's debut feature. That's the um, director. So his debut feature uh, can't decide what kind of film it wants to be atonal and aimless. It zigzags clumsily from mood to mood without any clear direction. I disagree with that entirely. I think that it's a, it's a movie that zigzags a lot because it's, that's the story. But I don't think that at any one point I felt like the movie itself didn't know what it wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it certainly doesn't feel like directionless uh, zigzagging or, you know, un, you know, whatever. Like, it, it doesn't feel like something that was struggled to know what it wanted to be. I think it's unlike many things. So maybe in terms of as a reviewer, maybe you're trying to place it as a romantic comedy or some psychological mystery or whatever. But to me, I think it does so quite intentionally. Uh, the best review came from The Variety. Um, it says... Boasting spectacular performances from Duplass and Elizabeth Moss uh, as a husband and wife on the brink of separation, this incredibly assured directorial debut of Charlie McDowell essentially turns the idea of a two-hander upside down and inside out. A two-hander? Is that a a phrase? Should we Uh, Urban Dictionary? I feel like if we were to Urban Dictionary two-hander, that that might... Why don't we Urban Dictionary two-hander on your work phone and see what we find? It's not the first definition, which I won't even read, but it is the second definition of two-hander. So if you go on Urban Dictionary, don't stop at the first one, stop at the second one. It's a British term denoting a play or I a knew movie it was gonna be British. that features only two characters for the duration of the piece. A two-hander. Two-hander. So like, so like uh, Tom Hanks and Wilson, two-hander. Well, that would be more of a one-hander. <laughs> because he's on the island by himself? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you'd give... Wilson character cred. Now, two-hander could also mean never mind. So you're saying that because Tom Hanks was on the island by himself presumably for years, it's most likely a one-handed situation. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you really love the lamp or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp. So uh boy, we needed that break from from Brick there. Uh I love lamp. That'll always make me laugh, especially with in between segments. Rodney is still trying to explain to me what a two hander is. Our topic for tonight did pretty well there is movies that we love that are psychological mystery movies. Uh, we got a lot of listener interaction. So Rodney, usually I read through these and you kind of comment on whether or not you've seen them. I don't think we have that much time tonight. I think wow. I'm going to read through a lot of them and you know, if there's comments along the way, that's fine. But I guess what I'd start with is uh, Colleen from Chicago. So All Colleen right. and Hannah are, are friends from Chicago. Yes. Um, I they, do like how we always talk about them in a pair. Yeah. Well, because we were hanging out with them in New York that night, yep. um, you were recognized. Hey, aren't you Rodney from Down the Hall Podcast? Felt, felt great. And then they recommended uh, Short Term 12 to us, which was a movie we loved. Fantastic. Uh, so Colleen, she says, oh man, oh man, my favorite genre, Shutter Island, Fight Club, The Departed, Gone Girl, Get Out, Vertigo is an oldie but goodie. Those are all great. All great. Uh, so leading us off was Colleen, but also we have Amanda from North Carolina says Dream House with Daniel Craig. So this is just a list of 
yeah. all movies that are super trippy. Uh, Laura from Martha's Vineyard says, we need to talk about Kevin, which is one that's on Netflix right now. It's on all the lists of, of best Netflix movies. I mm. uh, have not seen it yet. No, um, I haven't either. Our buddy Mark from New Jersey uh, said Psycho. Misty from Colorado Springs says Mystic River. Do you uh, think it's because it has sounds similar to her name? 100%. I don't think she's even seen the movie. Uh, Joe from Florida says Identity. Christian from Pennsylvania says Memento. Ben from Connecticut also said Memento. Irving from Kansas City said Donnie Darko. Brandon from Rhode Island says Inception. And our buddy Matt from Checked Out in Jersey said Seven. Those are all good. What's your favorite like psychological mystery movie? Boy, I mean the the fact that you mentioned all of these, they're all I, it's a great genre. I have to say, mm-hmm. psychological mystery, mystery movies, psychological thrillers, thrillers. Those that's like my right up my alley. Um, but I think I'm gonna go Shutter Island. So Shutter Island was a movie that I saw after having read the book, which. I've got a long theory about which one you should do first. We won't talk about it here, but I think to me is a great one because you're, you're trying to piece together what's happening while also trying to figure out, you know, so you're, you're, you're kind of coming up with a lot of different theories of what's happening around the movie, but then also have to then deal with, wait a minute, is there something wrong with this main character? That was filmed uh, near us, all of that, actually. All of it, yeah. Uh, mine is The Prestige, which also is on Netflix right now. Netflix yeah. US, that is. Uh, so that's one of the earlier Christopher Nolan films, super under the radar, I think, now. Um, but yeah, Hugh Jackman, Christian Bale. It's a story about two kind of rival magicians and how they're trying to outdo each other, outperform one another, right. and figure out each other's tricks. Right. What I love about it is each guy is trying to stay one step ahead of the other throughout the movie so the storyline is twist after twist after twist i guess the point of it yeah uh incredibly well done movie right so all of those are movies that we'd recommend i think but uh you know part of this is us saving you time is finding movies to avoid there's an old saying in tennessee i know it's in texas probably in tennessee that says fool me once shame on shame on you if fool me we can't get fooled again uh, as George Bush would say, uh, fool me once, shame on you. If you're fooled, you can't get fooled again. We look for movies that are being promoted on on lists such as best Netflix movies, best movies streaming right now. And one of them is a Netflix original called Small Crimes. Yeah, I feel like they're they're going out of their way to put all of these movies like at the top of these lists. However, this one has... Uh, Nikolai Coster Waldo, the guy who plays Jamie Lannister from yeah. Game of Thrones. He's, yeah, he's... Uh, I'm shocked because I thought like he does seem to be a character or an actor that I thought might be able to carry a movie or that I would just watch it solely because I still liked his performance. But everything about this movie, in my opinion, was incredibly dull. Well, I liked the first five minutes, which is all I saw. And then I turned it off. And then the next day said, hey, this is this seemed pretty good. We should watch it. And it it sucked from minute six on. It, it was, was just like, I don't know. It was just incredibly dull. It felt like it was going to bring you into a story. It's just done really poor. Like it drags 90% of the time, in my opinion. What about movies that try to like survive off of the stardom of one of their, like one of the actors? You know what I mean? Like the, the fame of. Yeah. I want, I mean, I think, you know, there's probably a reason that the cover of the movie is just his face. Just his because face, I right. think people people would be like oh like i'm sure that gets plenty of people to click and play right um yeah got me 
but I don't know. You know, it almost feels like it wants to be Fargo. Um, yeah, you know, Fargo, yeah, which is an incredible movie, doesn't have a lot going on. However, the character and the story of that movie is so compelling that you're hooked. Yeah, you know, where this, it's like you know, none of like none of the story is is all that compelling or surprising or has me on edge or has me wondering how this person's going to deal with it. It just feels like monotonous so you will see this movie on netflix like you'll without a doubt yep. as soon as you turn on netflix you're gonna see it because that's how they do it they promote their own netflix originals um not to say that netflix originals aren't any good the fundamentals of caring which isn't a one we've done an episode on was a netflix original and that was great yeah this one however was was just not yeah. not worth your movie night so they're putting a ton of money behind movies which is great great for netflix and they're putting a ton of content out there not everyone is going to be a hit. All right, Ronnie, we are locked and loaded for the newest segment of Down the Hall podcast. We're taking a break this week from who would win in a fight. Although, don't worry, we'll be back next week with that. But this week, I thought we'd do something entirely different. It's called Metal or Movie. Okay? Metal or Movie. Where I'm going to read you a title of something, and you have to tell me if it is the name of a heavy metal rock band or a low-budget horror movie so metal or movie two topics i know very little about all right so you just need to say movie or metal okay if you think it's a band you say metal if you think it's a movie you say movie now all all these are real all these are either a real movie or a real band so with you being the person who hates horror movies yeah um if i were to guess it correctly does that mean that we we can watch that horror movie I will watch every movie on this list that you then buy concert tickets to every band on this list and go into the mosh pit. That's the deal. Oh, God. So you think so, about that. We don't have to agree okay. now, but that's th- those are my terms. Okay. Are you ready for this? It's basically, you watching a horror movie equals me dying. Okay? First one, uh, Blood Diner. Metal or movie? I like the concept of this being a movie. If it's a If it's a band, then I feel like I don't know. I feel like, well, what are you doing? You're killing people in a diner? Uh, I'm going to go with movie, Blood Diner. You are correct. Oh, One nice. for one. There are 12 of these total, so you're 12. one for okay. one. Okay, all right. I'll hurry so, up then. Uh, all right, what about uh, next one? Movie or metal? The Creeping Terror. I'm going to go metal. That's a movie. Okay. Uh, all right, next one. I was Na- so sure I was going to go 100%. Nazi UFO Commander. Movie or metal? I mean, that's a dumb band name, if that's a band name, but I'm going to go band name. It's a band name. It's a, it's metal. Uh, next one, The Beast of Yucca Flats. I'm going to go movie. Yeah, it's a movie. You are three for four, sir. Next one, Nazis from Mars. Okay, ripping off the Nazi UFO mission commander. I'm going to go band. It is, again, a band. <laughs> I definitely would have thought you would have guessed movie there. <laughs> four out of five. All right, next one, metal or movie, Dr. Giggles. Oh, what a creepy movie that would be. I'm going to say Band on Principle. It's a movie. Yeah, God, I can only imagine who stars in that one. Well, halfway through, you're four out of six. Next one, metal or movie, Rainbow Butt Monkeys. Band. Yeah. What a bunch of dummies. I, that was kind of You know what that one. is? They, they were like 18, you know, and they said, I got a band name. Rainbow Butt Monkeys. Their right. voice had just gone deep. Next one, Hood of Horror. Movie? Yeah, correct. Yep. Uh, all right, next one, Soul Taker. <laughs> <laughs> this one feels like a kid. This is a toss-up. Most of them I felt pretty confident going in. 
Uh, I'm going to go with Band. It's a movie, but something uh, tells me that the the soundtrack was played by all of these bands. We yeah, listened. the the band, the, the Soul someone. Taker soundtrack was was played by Rambo Butt Monkeys for sure. There's a 17 year old somewhere that's like, I got a band name. So you got that one wrong. Okay, next one, The Toilet Boys. I mean, I guess it's got to be a band. Yeah, it is. Uh, last two, Robot Monster. Oh, toss up movie yeah correct uh, lucky all right next one last one okay zombie nation <laughs> i'm gonna go metal band incorrect sir it is a movie oh. you got only four wrong that's pretty good it's not bad and one i would say on principle dr giggles i i thought was a movie <laughs> so i just refuse to accept it now if there's one movie based on these titles alone that 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 we would then have to watch Blood Diner, Blood Diner, Creeping Terror, Blood Diner, Blood Diner. Okay. I already like to me that has the potential. So not Soul Taker, not Soul Taker. That's gonna have way too many cheesy bad special effects. Like Blood Diner, you don't need a big budget to be able to execute that. Definitely not Doctor Giggles. God no. So if you're new to the show, we appreciate you checking us out. We do roughly the same thing each week, which is try to bring you a movie of the week, also a movie to avoid. We throw in a little nonsense. Uh, as well. Uh, what we're about to get into is our favorite scenes, or in this case, probably just discussing this movie at large, because it's there's so many details to spoil. But because we know that most people would see that as them having the movie spoiled for them, we give this fair warning right now. Uh, you can go to our website, though, at downthehallpodcast.com, and you can scroll down and recommend a movie for us. Also, that's where you'll see Movie Rob's review. Uh, you can also check us out on Checked Out in Jersey uh, on Monday nights at 8 p.m. on Facebook Live, uh, or you can download their podcast, uh, Checked Out in Jersey, uh, where they turn all of those episodes, all of those Monday episodes into podcasts, so you can um, listen to us on there as well. I told you not to give details. Yeah, well, you're the one who gave me the details. Okay. That one was hard to talk about without spoiling anything. I, yeah, I think so. Because basically they go into the house and they meet more attractive versions of themselves. Themselves, yeah. Uh, or, so, or, or, or their partner. Of their partner. Of their partner, right? Exactly. So it's like you've been with your wife for a really long time. You're on the verge of separating. And then you go into this house and you get to see your wife again. But in this, there, you know, it's weird because it's the exact same actor and actress who play the other part. But the movie does like do a really you can subtle, tell the difference between you can tell the difference between, but it is almost like it's hard to tell. Like, wait, what exactly about her is so much more attractive? Because she is more attractive, but why? Yeah, you know, and, yeah, and, and and also, I mean, it's it's interesting because it's not even like more physically attractive. It's more of like a romanticized version of their personalities, right? It's like what they hope that their spouse would actually be like. Yeah. And so it's an interesting, like, it's an interesting dynamic that you're seeing there because, I don't know, it, it it's really clear how this person is probably more attractive than the person that they're married to, but it is really the person that they're married to. You know, it's not like there's some other person altogether, like they say and know and seem to think all of the same things that that person would think, but probably express it differently and they carry themselves differently. Um, so... I don't know. I thought that was a really interesting concept. I agree. And and uh, the way it ends leaves you guessing about... So, like, they feel like they can't escape from the house. Then they finally do. They get away from the house. 
and at the very end you think okay they got away but then you realize oh wait is that like which version of of them got away or like are they mismatched did like it's yeah. it, it leaves pretty ambiguous about but also hints at the fact that right that one of them chose to stay behind and the more attractive version of like Went, so went escaped the house with them right so i think what we do where it starts to get a little creepy so at first it almost feels like this like sci-fi maybe mental experiment where they're learning something about the other person maybe they're gonna like talk about how the you know things that they might want or things how they want might want something different but it gets a little creepy because there is this element of remember there's like listening to like the radio or you know, there's these elements that then make you go, wait a second, is there something nefarious about these other versions of themselves? Like, are they, are they these other versions of themselves who are, quote unquote, aliens or beings that want to get the heck out of this house who have been stuck there forever? And, you know, whatever, maybe they have to take on the form of the other person, of of this person, but they do have their own consciousness, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, they, um, they're their own people. Because these other versions that they've met of themselves are actually their right. own people. And, and they're, so they're not fake. Right. Because the conflict ultimately comes down to it basically is like both partners want to take home the more attractive versions of themselves. Yet right. In the process, though, I think that it shows them growing closer together. It does. It does. But it almost feels like, and I guess what I'm saying is these other beings are also trying to like have their own agenda one way or the other work their way into whether it's confusing or you know work their way as to be the one that escapes boy i've seen this movie and i talk to you about a million things a week so i understand how we like both talk about things and i'm still battling trying not to be confused by all of this it was it was a trippy movie. yeah but i think the coolest part is at the end right so there are elements that might normally annoy me, but at the end, they do leave the question. Yeah. Like, did they both Who leave? left? Or did are one of the... switched? Are they... Yeah. For lack of a better term, alien version leave? Right. And what, what's your thought? I think the, the, the hint at the end about, like, how one of them wanted their, their eggs cooked was something that was a reference back to something earlier in the movie that was an indication that it was the alien version of themselves. Like, I think that the hint that they dropped at the end was way too specific for it not to be telling us almost yeah. straight up that they've chosen to not be with each other. Ultimately they're chosen to be with the more attractive version. And so then the other question that I have is, is this house like in a hypothetical sense? I know this isn't, but would we then be led to believe that, when you're in this house, you are officially a prisoner and forced to take on, like you're forced to take on this role. Like where you then portray, wait for the next couple to come, you know, wait for the next couple to come. And like Ted Danson, who is the therapist is actually Mm -hmm. just like, whether he's taking part in some sick game or whatever he's doing, or if, you know, this is his version of, he has, you know, the benefit of science or, you know, aliens or whatever the case is, uh, that he's got this magical place that does let him send off a happier couple, but he sends off a happier couple because he's sent them with a different version of one of the spouses. Yeah. Crazy, man. Crazy, dude. That's my opinion on it. What about, remember like the Twix commercials where they're like, 
pause. No, no, no. Where they're like, uh, no, the Twix commercials when they're like, there's the feud of the different factories. One thinks that the caramel needs to be cascaded across the the Twix. The other one believes it needs to flow across the Twix. Like it's like two different sides of the same exact product. Yes. Like meaning, like showing the same thing yet being convinced it's completely different. Like, yes, I just feel like on a grand scale or on a minor scale, that's what we're dealing with with this movie. Like, it's the same thing, but distinctly different enough where there's there's conflict, and then you realize that there's actually mixed agendas. Also, I really want Twix. Also, also, I, yeah. Someone this week was talking about Twix. Yeah, I I heard them talking about the way they prefer to eat a Twix. Yep, which is to bite off the cookie part from the top. Or no, sorry, bite off the chocolate part from the top. The chocolate or the leaving the cookie at the bottom. Oh, so they bite off the chocolate and the caramel. And then they leave the cookie and then eat the cookie on its own. And it got me thinking like, well, I don't think you really like Twix because Twix is all of those things like in one bite. God, I but know you we could... break it apart to where like you like the Twix chocolate and you like the Twix cookie. Well, you're forgetting the caramel. I don't Ch- think Ch- you the like the most Twix. important part. I feel like you don't understand the most important part of it. You get my point. You never though. said caramel. You get my point. Yeah, but the best part of a Twix, if anybody is listening, is the caramel. Maybe maybe the cookie. It's the caramel. <laughs> Perhaps. I mean, the cookie is part of it because it's like that's the, the, All the I'm texture. Is when you deconstruct a Twix, if I were to just you're not, give you're you. are no longer eating a Twix. It's like saying, I love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. My favorite way to do it is by first taking the bread, eating that, scooping the peanut butter, eating that, and then leaving the jelly. That's my favorite part. Love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Leaving the jelly? Like you didn't eat the jelly? Uh, you get my point. You understand what I'm, yeah, what I'm, I'm saying? Nobody would ever want to just eat jelly, I don't think. I, I don't know. What do you mean? Because you wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like that. that does, I get eating just bread. I get eating just peanut butter. But And like I feel like we've all seen somebody eat just Are pe- you struggling to see my point, though, about <laughs> No, Twix? no, no. I'm not really. I want to say one other thing. Oh, are we talking about Twix or the movie? The movie. I'm not ready to go back to that. You're not? Go ahead. If this were something possible, where you could go into a room and see the more attractive version of the person that you are with, would that be a disaster? Or do you think that that could be beneficial to then communicate back? Like, let's just say, hypothetically, these alien versions of them don't try and escape. Would that be Would that be helpful or would that just be harmful? What help could come from that? Coming out on the other side and saying... I saw what I wish you would be like. Uh, well, maybe being and able to communicate, maybe being able to, to communicate things that you feel like, oh, this, like, I forgot. You know, I forgot that this, that like, whether it's, oh, you used to do this, and then I forgot, but this is something that I, that I remember you doing that used to be really attractive. I mean, I, I guess in that sense, like, there's help in knowing. You know what I mean? Opening up lines of communication, but I feel like more harm could come from that than 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 help. You would never. You would never. <sighs> you never go or or hard even pass. put yourself in the other situation. What if somebody else could see a more attractive version of you and come back and tell you about it? I don't feel like it takes much imagination to find that. <laughs> I don't think you need a house to to go to a magic house. No, no, no. But it's you. That. That's the thing. The difference would be it's not like a more attractive, ver- like a more like appealing version, like another like man who's more who's who's more appealing i'm not saying that i'm saying it's you but like your appealing traits to that person and then them communicating those things to you you don't think it's attractive that i have like really distinct stances about twix 
Um, what I don't think is attractive is that you broke down the Twix eating incorrectly, that you left out the caramel, and then your other example is to talk about a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and you left the jelly as if it wasn't going to be eaten. Or I guess you're right. You, in your situation, this person ate just the just the chocolate, just the cookie, and then took the precious caramel and just threw it out. Well, I have a feeling that Rodney and I will be talking about this more. Uh, I am Chet. That's Rodney. We are down the hall, guys. We thank you again for tuning in. Catch us next Monday night for another movie night. Day.